This is the Coffee Geek Podcast, episode 41, recorded originally in late May at 1 a.m. in the morning from the Piazza del Repubblica in Florence, Italy, with my good friends Nick Cho and Andrew Barnett. This is actually part one of two podcasts. The second one is on the portafilter.net website as I speak this in August. It's a little overdue, folks, but uh, better late than never. It's a great podcast, and I hope you give it a listen. Now, before we get into it, I want to give a big shout out and thanks to the sponsors for the podcast from uh, this Europe trip. Uh, they're great supporters of the Coffee Geek website and of the Coffee Geek podcast. And if you're ever in the market for anything involving coffee from roasted coffee from Cup of Excellence suppliers uh, for coffee equipment, you should definitely check them out. First, there's Rocket Coffee Roasters. They're a small batch coffee roastery specializing in the highest level of quality coffee and fine espresso. Their focus is sourcing the world's finest coffees and roasting them with care and precision to bring out the full flavors and aromatics that great coffee beans demonstrate. The concern with freshness is evident by the roast-on date included on every bag of coffee they sell, and all orders are shipped the same day they are roasted. A member of the Cup of Excellence program, a commitment to sustainability, and a passion to advance specialty coffee makes Rocket Coffee Roasters a solid choice. They can be found at rocketcoffeeroasters.com. That's with an S. So again, huge thanks to Rocket Coffee Roasters as our primary sponsor, and I'd also like to give big thanks to both Zacardi's and coffeeandkitchen.com. With Zacardi's.com, you can sign up for a free catalog of the finest coffee and gourmet kitchen products. From Zacardi's freshly roasted coffee to the latest coffee equipment and accessories, you can always find what you're looking for at Zacardi's.com. Learn with Zacardi's Research Central. Find buying guides, recipes, videos, and more. Visit them online at Z-A-C-C-A-R-D-I-S.com. And coffeeandkitchen.com. Visit coffeeandkitchen.com and look for coffee look for the Coffee Kids fundraiser link. For every specially priced battery-operated hand milk frother purchase, Coffee and Kitchen will donate a dollar to Coffee Kids, providing grounds for hope. While at Coffee and Kitchen, tour their newly redesigned website with the funnest coffee, equipment, information, and interactive content. They can be found at coffeeandkitchen.com. Again, huge thanks to our sponsors. They really made this trip happen. I uh, wouldn't have been able to make it without their support. So if you like what you're hearing and if you enjoy the Coffee Geek podcast and the Coffee Geek website, I hope that you will consider these folks the next time you have a coffee-related purchase. Now let's get to the podcast. Remember how it goes? e No, not my voice. Howdy, howdy folks. <laughs> Do you say howdy? You don't say howdy. I hey, say hey, folks. Hey, folks. Hey folks, this is Nick Cho from the Portafilter.net podcast, sitting in and with uh, Mark Prince here, the Coffee Geek himself. And this is Coffee Geek Podcast 40-something. I think Four, it's 43 or 44. 40-something. We're sitting here in the Piazza del Repubblica in beautiful, scenic, and very toothless Firenze, Italia. I only Florence saw Italy. a few people without their teeth, yeah. so I can't say it's toothless. But uh, I just want to remind... Wait, 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 wait. We've got to remind everyone who's listening... This podcast is all about the quality of coffee, not about the buzz of the Cohiba de Havana cigars. As we're sitting here enjoying these beautiful cigars, it's yeah. almost 1 a.m. in the morning. We're sitting in the Piazza del Repubblica in Firenze. Get, get a little closer to you. One of the most, uh, frankly, I think it's like, you know, everyone says Venice is the most romantic city in Europe. I, I, 
You know, I've been to Italy before, and Venice is great, but Venice is kind of taken over by the tourists. This, I think, is the most romantic city. Has it been taken over by tourists? Oh yeah, I haven't been to Venice, so I wouldn't know. This is uh, this is what I would say is the most romantic city in all of Europe. Nice. We want to make sure we introduce our other compatriot, our traveling partner over here. We got Andrew Barnett with us. Good night, everyone. There was uh, we're sitting here, we're drinking Bellinis. And uh, thinking of you, wishing uh, everyone in the audience was with us tonight uh, as uh, we drink Bellinis. I'd make fun of you guys for drinking a girly drink Bellinis, but I'm sitting here drinking a Diet Coke, also known as Coke Light here in the old country. As Mike relights his uh, Cohiba cigar there, want to go out? My name's Mike. Mark. Did you say Mark? <laughs> you said Mike. I was looking at the mic. Yeah. No, you know, just an amazing, like, ten days that we just spent I mean, we were in uh, the amazingly beautiful city of Bern, Switzerland. Very quaint, very small town. It's uh, Andrew, what would you say about Bern? Bern is a very soulful city. It's a beautiful city, great history, amazing architecture. But it's small, it's intimate, it's easy to get around by foot. Uh, it's uh, got great mountains in the background, the Alps. For and, sure. Uh, very coffee-friendly city. For sure. You know, one of the things that I loved about Bern that was one of the reasons why I fell in love with coffee in the first place is this real sense of the cafe culture. Now, cafe culture doesn't necessarily mean coffee. It just means going to the cafe, which does triple duty. It's a social meeting place. It's a place to eat. And it's a place to have coffee and drink, so it does quad duty. And, and you know, like I, just, I was just blown away. Every night that I was downtown in Bern, there's this, like, one main drag. It's just huge. And all it does is, all it has is um, tables upon tables upon tables Yeah, sitting out there. And, and it, seemed, it seemed to me, you know, one thing I really noticed about Bern, it uh-huh. was all the locals. It wasn't tourists. It was like the locals. There are some tourists do. there too. Sure, for sure. But do you know what I mean? The locals. That's what they did. Right. They went out at night, had dinner outside. Right. I just thought it was amazing, and it's it's something I kind of wish that we had in North America more. You know. Yeah, I hear you. I think I think cities like New York City, you know, but you know, and I th- I think that that one one of the the recurring sort of not themes but the recurring uh, uh, sights and sounds. Uh, of this trip have been things that, frankly, aren't allowed by law in the United States. And I'm not talking about illicit sort of activities, but just simple things like even the La Marzocca machines, seeing them with the non, you know, without the NSF sort of feet, the legs. Yeah. And, you know, the La Marzocca, all the machines, they just look so much better, just kind of like low to the ground, like a low rider. I, you know, yeah, it's cool. And even all the ca- the cafe culture sitting outside, I think that, frankly, unfortunately, the United States, they're just kind of anal about zoning and that you're, sort of you're, stuff you're, you're straight and did you notice that pretty much no. every cafe are you sure i'm straight you're straight are you sure uh, pretty those much two pillows last night mark pretty much every <laughs> pretty much every cafe is licensed like every cafe serves alcohol here right you know oh we're just getting some wine delivered right now oh very nice what is this wine called vernaccia san gimignano and your name sir Santino. Santino. Santino, nice to meet and you. This Thank is you. this is our first meeting place in, in uh, Firenze. We met the Labra Marzocco folks here two days ago. Do you know the history of the Piazza del Repubblica? Uh, not exactly. <laughs> I'm not from Florence. Very good. No problem. It's okay. It's okay. We'll, uh, We're going to pause for... No, we'll go ahead and, get, and do, All right, do, hold do on. the wine thing. I'll take care of it. Oh, are you going to take care of it, Mark? Yeah, Mark's, Mark's standing up. 
He's whipping out his wallet. Is if you know the the one of the themes of this particular jaunt has been camaraderie, brotherhood, paying for stuff. Mark Prince whipping out his wallet. Thanks to Coffee Geek uh, sponsors for. Uh, <laughs> All right, Mark's probably going to edit out this part. We'll see if Mark decides to whip out the uh, the old editing razor. Anyway, getting a change. Thanks, sir. Recording an internet podcast. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. Anyway. So what were you rambling on what about were, the stuff I'm going to cut out of this podcast? No, anyway, anyway, we're talking about our time in Bern. Yeah, and and why were we there, Nick? Two things, I guess, but more one. It was the... 2006 World Barista Championship. Yes. In Bern, Switzerland. When? Yeah. When? In Bern. Bern, Bern Switzerland? Uh, I'm from Swiss. Ah. We were just Bern? in Bern, Switzerland. No, I'm from Basel. No, Basel. But you say, is Basel. it pronounced Bern? Bern. Bern, yes. Bern. 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 <laughs> Bern. We were just in Bern, Bern. Switzerland, where I was uh, a WBC judge. Andrew Barnett sitting next to us was a judge, and Nick Cho, you were the brilliant MC. Oh, you were, guys were brilliant judges. No, 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 no. Andrew Barnett was a brilliant judge. Thank you. This is a, I'm just curious. Your favorite uh, highlights of Bern, Nick? Uh, you go Bern? first. I think it has to be the WBC and all the, all the folks, all the people. I mean, for those who weren't, weren't in attendance, and we're going to have people who were there who are listening to this as well, but for those who were not in attendance, this was also held in conjunction with the 2006 Specialty Coffee Association of Europe's World of Coffee exhibition and workshops in Bern. But um, most of the people, most everyone I talked to said that the WBC made all the difference the WBC made all the difference in the world as far as attendance and as far as energy during the whole weekend. That without the WBC, the world of coffee tends to be just kind of fall flat a little bit. Thank you. He's pouring a nice little glasses of white wine. So anyway. no, I totally agree. And you know, like one of my favorite things about you know, I, I'm, I've written this in an article that's that will probably be on Coffee Geek before this podcast goes up, and it's the article talks about just. The pure joy of being within this, like, kind of... I, I called it, like, a, a Nova Star. Because I didn't want to call it a black hole. Okay. I called it a Nova Star where it just, like, all these intense, passionate people about coffee just gravitate to this one portion of the universe. Right. And you just feel the energy. You feel the vibe that's going on. And you just know that at this moment in time in the world, the best coffee in the world is being poured. Yeah. You know, as, in terms of espresso. And to some degree, it's it's the yeah it's the uh, convocation of the most passionate coffee professionals in the world. Not all of them, but some of them, you know, uh, a, a lot of them. Let's just go with all of them for now. All right, let's go with all of them. Sorry, Peter Giuliano. <laughs> yeah, Peter wasn't there, so he's not uh, <laughs> part of it. Sorry, Trish. Oh, actually, no, not all of them. You're right. Trish wasn't there. Yeah. Trish Ski, who's with uh, Ski. <laughs> Trish Shea. Trish Shea. Who's with uh, Zoka Coffee? Actually, you know what? I really miss Trish there. I yeah, thought, you for know, sure. I first met Trish at a at a barista competition, and for me, you know, a barista competition has to have people like Trish at them. Good stuff. But anyway, yeah. we're talking about ref- reflection. W- WBC. 
you know, let's uh, let's go ahead. What we're going to do here is we're actually going to start the podcast with the Coffee Geek podcast. That's right, as we're doing. And we're going to finish this uh, this conversation over on the Portfolio.net podcast, right? That's right. That's right. And so let's, uh, for now, you know, I think, well, what do we say? We're going to talk about the, uh, the, the non-finalists. Yeah, because, you know, just, you know, one thing that just amazes me is that I, I'm just as thrilled to see, and, you know, as a judge, if I get the chance to, to taste... Uh-huh. The drinks of even, you know, the 37th, the 38th person in right. the competition. Right. You know, just the fact that, I, like, I know what these folks go through. So do you, Nick. Yeah. You've, you've done it. You've oh, done yeah. competitions. They're tough. Yeah. And the very fact that they're they're up there pouring their heart and soul out, it just blows me away. I yeah. mean, I, I feel so honored to be a judge. This is the only reason why I am a judge. I'm not a judge to, to pad the resume. I'm not a judge to... You know, hang out with you with that resume. Yeah, exactly. You know, (laughs) I'm a judge because I consider it an extreme honor to have these folks build me drinks. Yeah. You know, and anything that I could do to sort of advance the appreciation of that art, I'll do. Yeah. Now, you're, you've got, you've got, so like, you know what? Let's talk about one of them. One of the guys I, one of the people I really enjoyed watching this year Uh was the Guatemalan guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did you catch him? I don't think so. He tell, was, tell us about it. He was great. I forget his name. I, I researched it, and it's in the article that's going up on Coffee Geek because I put a little bit about his routine. But, uh-huh. you know, he finished very respectable. I think he was in the top ten. Um, nice. He had, you know, he had his own style. He had, like, you know, that Central American style. He definitely dressed up like a professional barista. He had the typical pro- professional barista look of the apron, the tie, the... You know, the whole works, but, but, you know, he had the Guatemalan flair to it. He had like, you know, the colorful pattern on the back of his vest uh-huh. and he had like little dolls up on the Did table. you ask him if it was way, way or hoy, hoy? Will you stop it? <laughs> anyway. Anyway, and, uh, I just, you know, I was sitting off to the side and I was photographing him and just watching him go through his routine. And, you know, I was thinking this guy gets it. This guy just has this passion for coffee that makes these things so great. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, what else can I say about his performance? I didn't taste his coffee, so I don't know what it was like, but it's just the fact that seeing him perform what I consider an art and a science yeah. was just amazing. I think for me, one of the people who sticks out in my mind is uh, the competitor from Russia. And I even remember Tatiana. her name. Tatiana. Tatiana Lizarova yeah. from Russia. I, uh, I remember her because I emceed her last year. I did not emcee her this year, but I still I watched part, you know most of her performance. And the thing that really got me more than anything was the fact that last year she she didn't have the best presentation. This year was completely at a different level, if not two levels, above where she was last year. And it just blew me away. And yeah. the fact that, like, what a difference a year can make. I think she finished eighth. Or... She was up there. Yeah. She was, like, top ten. Again, she was, I think she was top ten. Yeah. I don't know about the Guatemala. I think guy. he was 11th. Was he really? Yeah, I think he was 11th. Yeah, the the the, the young lady she was up there and and uh, was pouring her heart and soul. And then when I talked to her later, she all smiles. There was absolutely no disappointment, not one bit. She was just so happy to be there, so happy to have done better, just just so happy to represent her country of Russia. And that's what the WBC is all about. So, I, look, I totally agree. I mean, like I I only caught about four or five minutes of her performance, and I thought it was just. Again, it, there's there's all the baristas exhibited passion, but some of them 
I think even like just cranked it up a notch. Yeah, yeah. And um, I'll, I'll point out two others that I watched that it was just a thrill to watch. I felt really bad for them. One was the uh, was Luciano, the New Zealand guy, who was just just amazing. Finished seventh. He was done in a bit by by some overextracted times. We hung out a little bit with him today. Yeah, yeah. He was with us at La Marzocco today, and uh, he had an awesome blend too. Yeah. You his judge? No, but his espresso that he was serving up today at. Uh, Lamarozoco at the factory was just fabulous. It was a great classic espresso, deep chocolate, balanced, fantastic. Nice. Yeah, I, I pulled a couple of shots of his coffee and just I was so I mean it was amazing. And then and then the other guy who my heart right now this is total Commonwealth stuff, Nick. So you may not understand this. Aussie, Aussie. Yeah, yeah, Aussie, Aussie. Dave, uh, Dave Macon. Yep. Dave Macon. He had some challenges. What was one of his challenges? You remember? He um. First of all, when he got when he was setting up, he was going so fast. That no, before his, that, before, oh, the whole coffee thing. Yeah, yeah. Tell, tell the story. It's a good story. Do you want to tell it? Apparently, make a long story short. David and his well, not well, make it medium length. David and one of his compatriots were hanging out in Bern for a couple of days. Came to his hotel, said, "Ah, screw it. Let's go have some coffee from the super automatic machine." Had some, and it wasn't amazing, but it was actually a lot better than they expected. And so they asked the guy behind the counter. So uh, who's where? You, you know whose coffee is this? Like where? Who roasts your coffee? And the guy behind the counter said, "Oh, you wouldn't believe it! All these samples of free coffee arrived from Australia, and uh, and this is this is that coffee." And their hearts just sank and said, "Did you even read who that was for? That was for him." That was his competition coffee, and the hotel just blew through it. Yeah, but, you know, I talked to David about that after. The hotel really made up for it in a lot of different ways. And, Good. You know, they let him go work in their kitchen, you know, further working with his, his uh, signature drink. Really? Uh, nice. Yeah, yeah. And um, one thing that happened, too, is that some Aussies were coming out a little bit later, and they brought some backup coffee just in case. They had a sense that maybe... You know, something, you know, they were, they were preparing for every contingency. Right, right, right. So, and, and then David and his competition, one thing that I found really uh, kind of weird about David's com- competition was I thought he was hi- hyperventilating. He was just prior he was to out it. of breath because well, he, he, he was doing, he was out of breath trying to set up and he, he was, was also, up so fast. He was trying to do some deep breathing exercises just before starting. And, you know, he went through his routine. He had a bit of a problem on a sig drink. I think he. He uh, he had to pull six shots or something because he wasn't happy with two of them, if I remember correctly. Something like that, yeah. And uh, he finished a bit over time. But you know what? He just represented really well because, again, you could just tell that, that like, you know, the best compliment I can give a barista uh-huh. is that's someone I go out of my way to go to their shop. Yeah. And he's one of those guys. In yeah. fact, all the competitors are. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I just really enjoyed watching David compete. Definitely. And oh, gotta you know, gotta give man, gotta give props. Even though he's he's a, he's a, he was a top six finalist, I gotta talk just a bit about James Hoffman. Go for it. You know, James, another you again, the Commonwealth again, the parent of the Commonwealth, the UK, and uh, he's known as Jim Seven Online. He's a blogger, King Seven, Kings. No, Jim Seven oh, on his blog both, both. and King Seven on uh, Flickr, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, James was just great. You know, like, out of all the finalists, and I, I'm not disparaging any of the other finalists, but out of all the finalists, I have to say that James was the one that had the biggest sparkle in his eye. That, like, I'm just so happy to be here. Yeah. Would you agree? Yeah. You know? And he did this amazing drink, too. I, I, we'll save this for years. I, I just wanted to give the shout-out to James because I'm talking about passion up there on stage. Definitely. And he, he was a dark horse going in. Everyone was sort of buzzing about him but thinking, you know... 
maybe 10th, 15th UK, whatever, you know, but let's, we hope he finishes higher. And he did amazingly well. I actually think that a lot of people were calling him, you know, predicting him for finals, at least the people who knew about him from being online. And, you know, none of us had ever seen him compete. None of us had ever, you know, most of the people hadn't even talked to him. But it was just the fact that his blog demonstrates and illustrates such, or it, it, put, it shows such a passion for coffee that it was almost like he's got to make finals. And sure enough, there he was. For sure. And, you know, just I think what is his blog? It's jim7.blogspot.com. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. So check definitely it check it out, folks. Now, on to other things about it. I just, again, talk a bit about Burn. You, you said the highlight of, you know, being in Burn was the WBC. And certainly for me it was. But, yeah. again, just being in that city. And I, I remember the... I remember the first night. I, I was staying in a really crappy hotel. It was like a little one star. It was it was the size of probably my closet at home. I had no bath. Had no bathroom. Uh, I had oh, a wash sorry, basin. Compared to Shea Prince <laughs> back in Vancouver. But um, one cool thing about it was it was right in the middle of downtown, Burn. Yeah. And so I did you know because my room sucked so much. I, I was out of the hotel a lot. The only thing I did at that hotel was sleep. And I got to, like, I was walking around Burn, and, you know, walking around, like, 1, 2 in the morning, uh, Wednesday night, the, the night, the first day I was in Burn, And even at 2 a.m., there's just, like, this pulse in, in this tiny little city that's just so cool. It's, yeah. I, I can't even put it into words. Can you? It, it's, it's that sort of, it's that culture. You know, I, I think that, that just being in Europe, this is my first time in Europe, and I know you guys have been... All sorts, you know, some kind of crazy world travelers here. This is my first time out here. I've spent some time in other parts of the world. But in Europe, there's definitely this sense that they just know how to, they're just living life. They're doing their thing and they're having a good time. And when the sun goes down, everyone comes out and is just partying. And it's just a very kind of free, I almost said free love, but it's not, but that, that in a way, it's just kind of like a very free expression of just enjoying life, kick back, food, drink. Do your thing with your friends, and that and it's a very know. natural kind of thing. What you're saying is right. I don't know if I'd use the word party though, because it's more of it's more of a situation where, like, you know, Canadians, Americans, we sit home in the evening and watch like you know, Battlestar Galactica or American Idol, Lost or American I, Idol. Can I, can I say? I just found out. I I've been we've been out of the country for a couple of weeks. Don't I give just, away Lost to me. I've, no, I've no, no, no. I just found out that that Taylor Hicks guy won American Idol. Uh, and I can't be more upset. Oh, uh, well, who cares? Anyway, that girl was hot. And <laughs> she's going to it's gonna be just like that one season. Anyway, she's, she's going to be the one remember, who's going to be big. Remember, this is the Coffee Geek podcast. Oh, I'm sorry. So we I'm have sorry. to move on. Um, <laughs> she likes coffee? The Yeah, she does. No, but the one the one thing, and just my sort of opinion on that is, is that we're in Canada, and in Canada, we're just as guilty of this as, as in America. You know. The, the nighttime is for sitting at home and watching, um, watching your TV well, if you're shows. In Canada, and stuff. you're watching Degrassi Junior High. No, that's not anymore. We canceled <laughs> it two years ago. But uh, you know, I get the sense in, in in most European cities, and this is what I felt 15, 16 years ago as well that that the evening is for going out and being with your friends. Yeah, it's just that simple. The evening is going out and being with friends. Here's and whether, to good friends. And whether it's not as kind of special. <laughs> Thank you, Nico. And, and whether it's, you know, enjoying a coffee. And, and I see so many people ordering Cafe Normale, yeah. you know, at 11, midnight, whatever. Who cares? Yeah. Uh, being out, being with your friends, that's what's important. And yeah. you know what, Nick? I think, I th- in what? All honesty, Chicken butt. In all honesty, I think uh-huh. in North America, we could take some serious lessons from that. For sure. You know? What do you think, Andrew? 
as far as as far as these girls walking around in no, little no, tiny dresses out here. We'll save that for your podcast. All right, sorry, I'm sorry. So, Xander, so, what's your take on that? This is a great cafe culture here in Europe, and this is one of the things that's a fantastic draw. That being out on the streets with your your comrades, with your colleagues, and uh, meeting your friends for a glass of wine, cafe, macchiato, a cigar, great food, hanging out. It's a, it's a great culture that way. For sure. What, but what do you think? Do you think that North America can learn lessons from this? Oh, absolutely. You know, it's a, we, we can learn a lot from this culture. So, and we have been, you know. I think we're growing as a cafe culture these last 20 years. So it's getting better and better. But uh, I encourage anyone to come here and experience this firsthand. For sure. And, and you know, I'm, I, not to say that we don't have a vibrant night, light, nightlife in various American and Canadian cities, because we definitely do. Sure. Um, it's just, it's not on the same scale. I, I think that's, you know, here it's in your face. You see it. Yeah. You know, whereas in, in Vancouver, uh, in Portland, in Seattle, you kind of have to go and look for it. Well, to some degree, what I, what I thought was, and I know that there are nightclubs here too, but what I really felt was missing was, was uh, the kind of element of going out to see and be seen. In, in Did North you see America? more North America, whereas yeah. here it's just going out to just be with your, like you said, be with your friends, yeah. enjoy life, yeah. to the good life. And you know what? That's, that's what made me fall, fall in love with coffee in the first place, because coffee was kind of the catalyst for that the first time I saw this over here. Why don't you marry it? I think I have actually. <laughs> think about what coffee does to me in my life, yeah. the good and the bad. What was uh, judging like for you guys, as far as the the, the two competition, the competition, the first this, round of finals? The, I, well, this I'd have to say this was probably the most intense level of competition I've ever experienced. It gets better and better, and uh, I was only on two flights. Uh, the first round of the competition. In the very last round, with finals, the finals. You were a finalist judge and for sure. Two of the top uh, finalists were were in the first round of competition, and in from your Sweden, first round? yeah, and Emma from Iceland, and uh, the top six. Uh, the level is just unbelievable. Sammy was sensational. Uh, Emma was great. Anne had fantastic coffee and was an from amazing, Sweden. amazing presence. Uh, Matt, uh, Matt Riddle from the great USA. Just a, a lifetime performance, a classic performance. I said he was like a Swiss clock, you know, precision and elegance. James is obviously going to be around with us for a long time, for sure. An inspired performance, and he's one of our bright we're, lights. We're, we're kind of covered. We're kind of crossing over into what we're going to cover on Nick's podcast, and that's the portafilter.net podcast. Make sure you pimp my podcast on yours yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. <laughs> uh, so I want to get away from the finalists, but just uh, you know, again, as a judge. Again, like I said this before, for me, it's just a distinct honor to be a judge. I, and it, it is for me, too. And it's a way of tasting the best of the best. Yeah. And it's uh, you experience the camaraderie and uh, this community that uh, were gathered here to the best baristas, the top judges, uh, hopefully, and uh, the, the best machines, the La Marzocos, the Compacts. <laughs> uh, Ron Cook is going to love you. No, they're really, uh, the FB80s uh, yeah. just are sweet. Those machines look slick, didn't they? Yeah, they look great. I mean, they were in competition blue, the WBC official blue color. 
and the machines on the show floor had the big WBC and, and Lamarzoka logo. But you know, you know what I like better? I actually like the machines that were over on the, uh, the, the, the machines in the back and the side that were the competition blue, but they had the very subtle WBC logo on the front plate. I thought that was really cool. What did you think, Andrew? Yeah, those were they're a little, little more understated yeah. and uh, wouldn't mind having one of those around. Yeah, wouldn't mind either. Actually, we were at the Lamarzoco factory today, which maybe we should talk about just briefly. Sure. Um, first of all, just does anyone in this industry take care of you better than Lamarzoco? They're, uh, they're good people. I mean, we have been fated for the last two days. Yeah. We've been taken care of. Yeah. We went to an amazing restaurant last night, Il Latini. Il Latina. Il Latina, which um, I just, uh, that, every single thing that was served at that table, I was in awe of. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, that was, that was courtesy of Lamarzoco. Yeah. Uh, they're also, uh, because we're guests in their town, their town of Firenze, they've, they're hosting us. A.K.A. Florence. Florence. They're hosting us, and we're staying in a really great hotel right in downtown Florence. Albion? Yeah, the Hotel Albion. Did you ever see the movie Eyes Wide Shut with Tom Cruise? Yeah. Didn't, didn't the uh, the hotel owner guy remind you of the guy who had the daughter that w- that was running around I underwear? I don't remember that. Remember, anyway. No. Anyway. <laughs> the Russian guy. But, um, you know, and then tonight we went way the hell out into the countryside to the Chianti region. To the Chianti region, just and south of here. I, I, I can't even describe tonight. It's beyond words. Yeah, I mean, to actually go to this restaurant. And, and you remember, it was like we were just driving, driving on these country roads. These dirt roads. That It just made no sense that we'd, we'd be going out there to eat. And then we happened upon this building. And it's this beautiful villa-type place amongst those rolling hills and vineyards and villas and all over the place. It's called... La Cantineta, La Cantineta di Rignana, and it's over right, yeah, right in the Chianti region, which is just south of here. We're in the Tus, you know, here in Florence, so we're in the Tuscany, the Toscano for area. sure. And uh, you know, again, La Marzocco, just I, I, I've never been better. Yes, exactly, amazing. And we we took a tour of the factory today. Now I want to save most of what we're going to talk about for your podcast, but I, I want to mention one thing. Yeah. Having Piero Bambi make us shots, the f- the son of the founder of Lamarzoco. Yeah, make us st- shots. And still an integral part. He's and, an engineer, I yeah, guess. Yeah, still kicking and yeah. still no like mad skills behind the bar. Yeah, you know, I, and, and that's and we can talk. You know, we'll talk about this more to see him pull the shots. Now, was he would he have scored well on technicals for WBC? No, non technicals, no. but on he taste, he didn't level. Nah, he just dosed and then he would tam. Nah, yeah, but there was some, you know, but there was something, but he was very consistent. Yeah, like fourteen grams a basket, fifteen grams a basket. So it didn't that, seem yeah. like he was doing over anything. Yeah, I'd actually give him a full like fifteen, sixteen grams. Yeah, he was, he was, it was up nah, there. Nah, like Andrew and I both looked at each other. We're both judges, and and we both looked at each other. And said this four and a half, five on taste balance. Yeah, this guy nailed it. It was good. So, anyways, that's that's all I'm going to mention about Lamarzoka because I want to save that for yours. Right, but right. what else are we going to cover before we uh, maybe switch over? Because this um, is going to be a short Coffee Geek podcast. Well, let's let's go ahead and mark this is your podcast. It's your show. Um, oh, you know what? Even though I'm going to add this layer, I have to give a shout out to uh, RocketCoffeeRoasters.com. Oh, for sure. For helping sponsor part of this trip. Shout out to Larry. Hey, Larry. Yeah. Big Rocket. Thanks. Thank you, Larry. Yeah. 
Actually, did you know uh, Larry's working with Andrew? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's doing some. In fact, yeah, why, don't, why don't you explain what you're doing, Larry? We're, we're, we're not working with Larry he's yet, but Larry. we look to a COE in the future. Oh, right. You guys were talking. What happened was that he's really interested in him on the COE, so he contacted you. He's getting on board, so uh, be. Big shout out to Larry for his support of the COE program. And for the Coffee Geek podcast, too. <laughs> and um, yeah, like there's going to be, I don't know, I just, I'm, I'm at a loss for words. Yeah. This has like been an amazing it's trip. A, it's a lot. It'll take some time to process all the stuff that I, we're experiencing. I think so. And just sitting here in the Piazza del Republica, beautiful people are walking by. It's like so cool. They keep looking at us because we got microphones. And yeah, stuff. We, we're strange. We, we should use this to our advantage. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so calm it over. No, no. Come on over. <laughs> anyway, Mark, Mark, this is your show. I, I, wanna, I really want to end with hear, to hear uh, with hearing your reflections. You know, your favorite couple, just little, you know, kind of the more more emotional sort of memories of this. Well, uh, this you know, first of all, I'm really sad that my girlfriend isn't here with me. I mean, frankly, you know, you're in the most romantic city in all of Europe. You got to be here with the person you love. And what's her name? Her name is Bada. Give the shout out. And I miss my girlfriend, Jay. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you're, you're back door man. Back door man. <laughs> you miss, actually, Jay was supposed to come back on the trip with us, but man. yeah. Jay, Jay was actually supposed to be here, but he, right. he's, you know, business, business, business took a priority. And, you know, it's good. It's good that he has his head right, but still, I think he would have enjoyed this. Jay blogged about it. He was actually in New York City, which was weird. But anyway, he was in New York City. Yeah. So what else were you thinking yeah. about? Um, What's your feeling? I just it's it's I'm overwhelmed. I, my senses, my feeling, my just you know this is something that 20 years from now I'm going to rem- remember. What do you think? Yeah, for sure. You know, uh, just again everything from Bern, even Milano. We were in Milano. We went to Torrefazione thanks to the recommendation of Paul Bassett. Right, that was um, Buenos Aires. Yeah, via, via Buenos Aires. Buenos Aires. And uh, you know, really good cafe. I, I, out of us, I had the best shot there because I just started talking to the barista, and he he overextracted yours. Yeah, a bit. it's like Mark comes Mark comes up and gets his good un cafe, and he orders his shot. And the guy pours it, and I'm watching it, and I'm like, "Damn, that's a good shot!" And he pour, and he hands it over to Mark, and Mark takes and a sip, and Mark he's starts, like, oh. He's "Like, oh, this is so good!" And then he starts talking to the barista, and then he looks the the barista looks at me, and I say, "Un café," and then Mark starts going, "Hey, do you know Paul Bassett?" And they go, "Excuse me, do you know Paul Bassett?" Me excuse no comprendo, no comprendo. Paul Bassett, do you know him? Well, and then when, meanwhile, like the whole time he's working, and then the guy's just looking at Mark, trying to figure out what he's saying. He's like, "Por bazet, por bazet." <laughs> and meanwhile, the shot that he's pouring for me has become five seconds, blonder <laughs> and blonder and blonder, and it's going into the ounce and a half region. And I'm just like, my heart is sinking. And then the guy takes it, and I was kind of wondering whether he was going to serve it, but I, sure enough, he just drops yeah. it in front of me. Because that was the end of the Paul Bassett conversation. Now, to be fair, I did offer to buy you another yes, one. Yes, yes. But and it was you okay. turned me down. Yeah, it was, it was still but, nice. But, uh, you know, the reason why is because, like, I called up. Paul was supposed to meet us in Milano, which would have been cool. It would have been cool. Yeah. But uh, he went off to Venice to, with his woman. His woman, which oh. is great. Oh, yeah. Hey, listen. You know, Venice still is a romantic city to be with your woman. I just think Firenze is more romantic. Okay. But, uh uh, you know, Paul said, "Listen, no, you got to go buy." Young ladies walking by. You got to go buy. Hey, honey, I'll make you famous, please. I'm sorry. Go ahead. 
Yeah, I called up Paul and he's like, "You have to go buy Torrefazione via Buena, what's what's the capital of uh, of Argentina?" And I go right. Buenos Aires. He goes, "Yes." <laughs> and he says, "When you go in there, say say hi to the manager for me." Yeah, and that's what I was trying to do. That's that's the, the good lesson to learn there. Forget the name dropping; it never works. <laughs> but uh, and that was they were stuff cranking out the excellent macchiatos too. You had one, right, Andrew? We had one that was sensational. Mine was great. Uh, felt a little bit bad for Nick, uh, but uh, we it's got. Who cares? No, this place was. This was this was a great coffee and. Uh, you know, you, you you dream about coffees like this. I'll never forget it. For sure, those those dudes. You know what I you know what I appreciated the most about that cafe, Nick? What? Those dudes were cranking it out, and they were like high quality, high efficiency. Yeah, they're sexy too. Yeah, that well, he was a sexy barista for sure. Both of them, the other guy but, too. Uh, he was also doing that technique that I saw Sammy do a few years ago, and I bet you Sammy probably learned it in Italy. Um, oh, the learning sexy part? No, not the sexy part. The part where he wasn't doing rosettas on the macchiatos. He oh, was right. actually doing like what I call the inverted clown smiles, where you'll do one, you'll pull the pitcher up, and then you do a second one above it in the cup and pull the pitcher up, do like a third one, and then you drag it through. So you end up with these solid bars with the – it almost looks like a – what kind of plant would you say it looks like? Like a, like a lily or – not, not, not a lily. lily. It looks like a broad leaf plant. Actually, you know what it kind of looks like in a way? It looks like coffee leaves because they're solid and big. All right. Yeah. I'll allow you that. Yeah. And uh, he was cranking them out. It was cool. We went in there the second day, and, you know, he had a little downtime, and he he poured two really good uh, cappuccino. Like, he poured a cappuccino cup with a really interesting pattern. Uh Um, It had kind of like a yin-yang look to it. Do you remember? I didn't see it. No? Andrew, did you see that one? That I didn't see. And then he next to it, he poured a macchiato-sized cup that had, again, just beautiful kind of full-leaf rosetta. And, and he was a bit of downtime, so I pulled out the camera and, you know, pulled up one of my, one of my Latera pictures, one of the really good ones I used to be able to do three years ago. Is this the same, the same place, the Torrefacion place? Yeah. Okay. And I showed it to him, and he was like, then he started apologizing for his latte art. And oh, I, was like, I was like, dude, no, like. Trust me, like this is like a fluke that I'm showing you here. This is <laughs> this is like one in in like you know 500 pours for me. I see what you're cranking out every shot. Uh-huh. It was just amazing. Andrew, how's that cigar treating you over there? You know, this is uh, the 12th cigar of my life. Really, you count? And uh, this is a Cohib, and this is a high point sitting outside in the Piazza della Repubblica. Piazza della Repubblica. Is a beautiful Cohiba from Cuba, which we can't we can't smoke in the United States. uh, And I'm hanging with my friends uh, Nick Cho and Mark Prince. And and these two uh, over here making out need a room. Nick, Nick, Nick. This is the Coffee Geek Podcast. Sorry, (laughs) Sorry, wrong one. (laughs) Um, I'm going to wrap up, but again, I'm just going. You know, it's great being with you, Nick. We've had some uh, interesting talks this year. Yeah, we've had some throwdowns. Yeah, but it's good. It's It's all all, good. You know what? You and I, I think we have. um, I don't have this with everyone. Sometimes, like I have the ability that I'll I'll argue something passionately with someone, (laughs) Uh but when I'm done, we're still friends. That that's my take. Sure. You know, but I'm not everyone that I do that with is like that. But you're definitely like that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And uh, really glad to have you on the trip. On the bike. Really, really glad to have you on the trip. And, she and, stuck <laughs> out her tongue. <laughs> you know what that means? That's an invitation. Oh, stop it! I'm sorry. Uh, I'm trying to be sincere here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Too much alcohol, I think. No. Um, uh, 
just really glad to have you on the trip, and Andrew, really glad to have you too, man. Great to be with both of you. As uh, you guys are great for coffee and the community, and uh, it's a pleasure being with you. Let's let's uh, let's say some nice stuff about Mark Prince here, uh, Andrew. While we, while we have a second on his show, you know this this whole this particular segment of the trip after the WBC was Mark's idea. He called me up and said, "Hey, Nick, how you feel about us going? Hey, how do you? What we go down to Italy or something for a couple days? It'd be uh, great." Mark, Mark was the instigator, no doubt. Uh, it's his fault that we're having this great time. I was hedging it up until the very last night, and yeah. then I uh, had a realization that uh, I'd be a fool not to join you and to go to Firenze and to La Marzocco and experience this incredible culture. The food here is uh, to die for, or as a friend of mine would say, it's to live for. Yeah. But uh, uh, we'll close it out. I'll, I'll say about Mark, or my friend here, Mark Prince, he might be a little uh, unscrupulous at times. He might say things <laughs> that are a little bit, uh, I, I don't know, a little outspoken. This trip. Outspoken. But, uh, but if there's you know, one word that I definitely think it describes Mark, it's he's a man of integrity. Wow, thanks, Dan. And that's that says a lot. I don't say that about many people. Wow, that's good stuff. To all sponsors and stuff, you're you're <laughs> you're uh, enjoy enjoy the the gift of Coffee Geek, the world's number one largest <laughs> coffee resource, hands down. It is. Yeah, it's uh, thanks, man. Wow. Other wow. than your grocer's, you know, coffee aisle. <laughs> yeah, for sure. We'll have branded. Uh, we'll have branded pre-ground soon nice. at Whole Foods. Yeah, when are we going to start seeing Coffee Geek? Merchandise, yeah, those the people, it. people, yeah, people I'm working online. on it, working on yeah, it, the, working on. See, the thing is, cafe like, press or whatever. You I want, have no, 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 no. See, I can't do that. See, what I'm, what, if if we ever sell Coffee Geek branded merchandise, uh-huh. I want it to be like literally the best thing I can find for each category. Coffee so. Geek branded Lamborghini Murcielago. Uh, yeah, sure. Why not? Nice. Why not? Yes. We could sell those for three quarters of a million dollars. Why not? <laughs> sure. If someone wants to pay that money for it, we'll get it. Rocket Coffee might. Yeah. No, I mean, like, you know, like, I got a deal working maybe with a tamper that no one's ever seen before, Ooh. which would be cool, and it would be exclusive to us if it happens. Nice. Um, I want to get, get some clothes branded, but I want to, like, find some, like, really high-end quality clothes. It's not about the label. It's La Perla. No, it's not, La about Perla the, not about the label. Coffee Geek Thong. Not about the, yeah. <laughs> La Senza. That's right. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's not going to be about the brand name. It's going to be about the fact that this is, like, you're going to buy a superior piece of clothing. And I just, the other thing is I, I haven't had the time to do the kind of legwork I want to put You're from Canada. You get that, uh, what's that stuff called? The, it starts, um... This is stuff that everyone's wearing at the Olympics. Oh, the roots. Yeah, roots. roots. Yeah, good nah, stuff, man. Canadians hate roots. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That stuff rocks. No, we let Americans buy that stuff. What? Yeah, totally. Oh, you guys just have the Degrassi Junior High clothing? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but there's, there's a few other things I'm working on. I, I, you know what was one cool thing about going to the World of Coffee is I got to finally meet face-to-face with some of the most difficult people to deal with in the industry. Cup you, people. Cup people. Yeah. You know, the porcelain companies. And cap and those and, guys. And, and you know what? In person, they're awesome. It's just, I guess it's just a communication thing. When you're dealing in email and phone calls, it's one thing. When you're there in person. Anyways, I, I had a few interesting meetings. It's, I just want to leave it at that. Cool. And so we may see it. Very we good. may see it. So anyways, we're going to wrap this podcast up. It's kind of like times. Nick Cho takes over the Coffee Geek podcast with all those references to... 
the crowd walking by. Yeah, references is observations. It's <laughs> sure, our job here sure, to describe sure, for people the uh, what's sure. going on. So we're gonna. We're, I'm gonna wrap it up again. I'm gonna say thanks to oh sponsors. Oh my god, that girl's skirt just pulled over her head. Did you see that? As I thank my sponsors for oh my this god. podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. Anyways, I'm gonna th- I'm gonna do one more thanks for the sponsors, and you're gonna hear from them in a moment. And uh, folks, thanks for tuning in. Really appreciate it. Nice. As I mentioned at the top of the podcast, this was uh, the first part of two podcasts that Nick and I recorded. Uh, The second one can be found on portafilter.net. Look for episode 43, which was posted, um, I think it was posted on July 24th. So you can check it out there and listen to the sort of continuation of our discussion. Once again, I'd really like to thank our primary sponsor, Rocket Coffee Roasters. They're a small batch coffee roastery specializing in the highest level of quality coffee and fine espresso. Their concern with freshness is evident by the roast-on date included on every bag of coffee, and all orders are shipped the same day they are roasted. A member of the Cup of Excellence program, a commitment to sustainability and a passion to advance specialty coffee makes Rocket Coffee Roasters a solid choice. And they can be found at Rocket Coffee Roasters. Dot com. Again, folks, thanks for tuning in. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. It's quite delayed, and there, believe it or not, there's one more to come. It's episode 40, the long-lost episode 40, which is kind of a, um, a continuation or a beginning uh, compared to a couple of articles that were posted on the Coffee Geek website in uh, July and August. That's the uh, WBC Finals article and the controversial WBC so episode 40 uh, still needs a little tweaking, and I hope that it's going to be on air soon. But then again, if you're listening to this six months from now, it doesn't really matter. They're all going to be in order. So once again, thanks for tuning in, folks. And again, thanks to our sponsors. They really made this happen. <laughs>